Welcome to the Pirate's Eye Podcast, produced by the Seton Hall Alumni Engagement and Philanthropy Department. I'm your host, Bianca Velez, Class of 2010 alumna and Director of Alumni Communication and Digital Engagement here at Seton Hall. Each month, I'll be sitting down with an alumnus to talk about their career, their life journey, and the role that Seton Hall has played in getting them where they are today, or continues to play. Growing up, Carolyn Welsh wanted to be Wonder Woman. She wanted to make a difference in the world, and today she serves as the Vice President and Chief Clinical Officer of the New Jersey Sharing Network, a nonprofit organization responsible for the recovery and replacement of donated organs and tissue for those in need of a life-saving transplant. In this episode, she shares with us insight into the world of organ and tissue donation and how meaningful this work is to her. She's living her dream of saving lives and making the world a better place. Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Excited to chat with you today. Help me lay out for the listeners what it is that you currently do at NJ Sharing Network as the Vice President and Chief Clinical Officer. What's NJ Sharing Network, and what does that position manage? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So New Jersey Sharing Network is a nonprofit organization. It's an organ procurement organization, and our core purpose is to save and enhance lives through organ and tissue donation. I've been at the Sharing Network for 21 years. It's been an incredible journey, and I am currently, you know, involved in all of the operations for organ and tissue donation. I handle all the data analytics. Um, and quality and regulatory compliance for the organization. And I recently have um, started to be involved and am responsible for the marketing and communications and public education teams as well. So um, it's a great scope and a great organization to work for and really work to serve our community and save people's lives. That's basically in in short story of what we do. Now, For someone like me who just doesn't have the insight into what goes into organ and tissue donation, in a nutshell, can you can you lay it out for us? What's this full process like? What are we really looking at when we're looking at an organization that manages all of that? The New Jersey Sharing Network is one of 58 organ procurement organizations in the United States. So Um, We each have a service area that we are responsible for, and for us in New Jersey, it is all North Jersey. Um, We go down to Community Medical Center in Toms River, everything north of that, and we go over to the west, all of Mercer County and two hospitals in Camden. So our our job is to service the um, full process of organ and tissue donation for all of those areas and and the people that we serve. how, how it works is the organization um, is basically working to make sure that we save the lives of those that are waiting for a life-saving transplant. So from start to finish, we have our partners um, in, in with the hospitals are, are extremely important because we work collaboratively to make sure at the time of someone's death that the opportunity of donation is brought up in a respectful um compassionate way so that we are offering this opportunity 
so that they feel that if this is the right decision for them, they can give life through the death and tragedy of their loved one. And everything that goes into that facilitation is done by the New Jersey Sharing Network. We work closely with our transplant centers in New Jersey, but also across the United States to find the right recipient um, for the match of that organ to save their life. So um, it starts off that when someone passes away, donation becomes a potential opportunity. Um, donation doesn't take place until someone dies. So with that comes a lot of emotion, um, tragedy, and a lot of support that we need to give to the people that are at, facing one of the most difficult times that they can with losing a loved one. Wow. It, it is certainly an interesting career um, and an interesting profession that you are involved in. But you actually graduated Seton Hall with a psychology degree. So what was that trajectory like? How did you end up where you are? From the beginning of kind of how I got to Seton Hall, um, born and raised in New Jersey, huge sports fan. Basketball was amazing during my high school years and looking at Seton Hall. And really, that's what brought me to Seton Hall to stay in New Jersey. My father passed away when I was 14 years old. So I, I'm the youngest of five. It was a great fit for me for distance and being able to fulfill what I thought was going to be something, you know, that Seton Hall could offer me. So getting into this job was not something that I ever thought of to do. I feel that I'm meant to do it. I definitely have strong faith and, and feel I was put in this position to do this. My I guess when I was growing up, I always would say that, I, what did you want to be? And I said, I wanted to be Wonder Woman. And mainly, and that's kind of funny, but I really did. I really thought um, I wanted to save the world. I wanted to make a difference in the world. And for me at this point, when I look back, I didn't know that that's what I was doing, but I feel that that really took me to the place of this career and this job and this journey of life with donation, because I feel what better way to try to make the world a better place, but by serving people and giving them a second chance at life. And I think the coolest thing about my job is, is especially at this time in, in our world, is donation transplantation really has no limits. Um, it affects everyone, all race, gender, culture, religion, language, wherever you're from. So I think it's something that I feel so connected to because it helps and um, really impacts so many people. And being in New Jersey with the diversity that we have, I feel it's just an amazing, amazing place to be, to see the best of people and really know that there is still good in the world and that we really can work together to make it better. So um, with my psychology degree at Seton Hall and, and really focusing through that, I love people. So it was a great fit for me to, to major in psychology. And I think that the learnings that I had at Seton Hall and the journey that I took there for four years and living there and really ingrained in the activities and the community and the culture of Seton Hall has really made me who I am today and, and really plays a huge role in my leadership abilities and the success that I've had so far. Something that really stands out when I speak with you, and I know this from the previous conversations that we've had before this recording, is your passion for service. 
where would you say that comes from? If you could pinpoint it, when did having a career that is based in serving others, when did that become so important to you? I guess it's part of um, nature and nurture. I think it's a, it's a probably a, an even split. I think sometimes it's just who you are, but I also think your life experiences take you there. And I think with, with growing up and, and having to, you know, work hard for everything that I had and uh, not having my father. And I went to Catholic school, K to 12 and in Monmouth County, uh, not a, not a huge diverse school uh, from K to 12 that I went to. And then coming to Seton Hall and, and really capturing the beauty of the world by seeing and meeting so many different people, I think really kind of fueled that innate probably and and natural ability or love that I had for people. I've always been curious to to find out about, you know, what do you believe in and what do you think and how were you raised and what do you do? And I just always really love to talk. I'm very talkative, um, very outgoing, very social. And I think that piece of it came together for me being at Seton Hall. Um, When I came to Seton Hall and I was a cheerleader for four years, my cheerleading coach there was uh, Diane Razor. She was there for many, many years, uh, African-American female, very strong personality. You know, I learned so much and the openness and diversity of our team was just amazing. We were all from different areas and then we came together and learned from each other and worked together. And, and it was just a cool, really cool experience for me. I think we also talked previous about um, my brother-in-law went to Seton Hall. My sister went to Seton Hall, met my brother-in-law, and they're married, and his family is Muslim. And from a very young age, I was just always curious to, you know, what do you believe in? And and to find more out about that, um, I think, has made me such a well-rounded person. And with coming to Seton Hall and, you know, Catholicism being all of my life, I didn't want to take more credits and and classes in that. So uh, I took a world religions class and I was really intrigued by it and loved it. And I thought it was just an amazing, amazing class. And I would say like the one thing I remember that class stands out to me. And I think it was more just about learning so much about the differences in people. But I think the similarities, we always find the differences, but there's so many similarities. And I think that that class kind of took me through that journey So I think to answer a little bit in in long story short is, you know, the mixture of nature nurture. So I think I am born with some of that drive to want to help people. And I just am, I feel like I'm the eternal optimist. I want to believe that together we can make things better. And I just feel that that's super important. And, and I feel like it's like my life's purpose. I love that. And I, and I love that point about, the similarities that you find with people, no matter their walk of life or where they come from in the world. I also love the way that cheerleading played such a big role in your experience in college. If I were to ask you, what would your college experience have looked like for you? Or who would you be today if we were to have removed that from your college experience. What what do you think your life would look like? How big of a role did that really play? Huge impact, huge role. Leadership, you know, I, I laugh, right? Because 
cheerleading is not a sport, right? Well, that's what we'll hear from most people, even though <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> physically challenging. But I think um, the other piece to that is it, it, it taught and teaches so much um, leadership, teamwork, trust, you know, so many things that are needed in, in work, in a career, in life, you know, even in a family. You, know, you have to work as a team. Life is not an individual sport. It's, it's a team sport. So it would be completely different for me. It's something that I value and, and hold dear to my heart so much because of learning so much from each other and, and the trust in people and different people and respecting each other. And I think all of those things came from that. Coach was huge with giving back and community service. We did a lot of work with the Boys and Girls Club of Newark during my four years. And we went and talked to high schools and, and schools and elementary schools about Seton Hall, about leadership, about taking care of each other, respecting each other. And they looked up to us, they, you know, and they listened and they saw how well we worked together. And it was just an amazing, amazing experience. So I think it gave me the confidence to, to be who I am and shaped me into a better person for sure. I love that. So for the student that is currently attending Seton Hall, what advice do you have for someone that is the, the you of today? Think of, of your time as a student and, and all that you are observing and learning. What advice would you have for the current Seton Hall student as, as they move through the years and start to go into their respective professions? Taking every moment and and really learning from each experience. Some of them are not always, you know, perfect and great. And I think you become a stronger person uh, by failing. And I think taking risk. And if you never take risk, you don't necessarily get the reward. So I, I feel being open to others. I lived on campus all four years. So I think for me, uh, that was a great experience um, to be there and always kind of be a part of the the spirit of the school. And so for a, a student, prospective student or a student uh, that's in school right now, I think, you know, don't be afraid to, to ask for help and, and find your people, find your person, find the adult that, you know, use your guidance, use your advisors. You know, they're available there for that purpose. I was fortunate because I, you know, I definitely had coach as that resource, but I also did go to guidance and talk and really talked through my major. I think in the world now, we're, kids are expected to like know what they want to be, you know, at 14 years old and pick specialties and know exactly what you want. And, you know, it's okay that you don't know. I mean, I didn't say at 14 or 18 that I wanted to be doing what I'm doing and it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. But every job that I had prior to this got me to this place. So I would say reach out to the resources that Seton Hall has to offer because you're the only one that loses out if you don't utilize what's there. And it never can hurt. And usually there's a nugget and you'll find that resource that will help guide you through some of the tough decisions you have to make. Class schedules, you know, internships, every different major, you only know what you know. So find out from others and seek out the differences and the similarities so that you can really find what's going to be best for you. And the mentorship, I've had a couple of 
you know, students come out of school and, and friends of the family that reach out and say, you know, will you, will you speak to my daughter about, you know, her career or where should she go? And, you know, I think that piece is, is super important. And I think through the community of Seton Hall, there's a lot of that available. And I would say that's something for students to take advantage of because it's not always easy to talk to the people that you love. Staying in and staying with your parents or, or anyone who's been your guidance throughout your life, you sometimes don't feel it's truly objective. So going to another adult that you can trust is, is important. That's great advice. Now for you, VP, Chief Clinical Officer, what is, what is next in, in your career, in your profession? What do we see for the future of Carolyn Walsh? I'm definitely uh, a driven person and, and strive for excellence. I have high expectations of myself and, and with that comes high expectations of people that are around me. Um, I have this sign in my house that I, that I bought recently. I'm very much, I have wood signs and, and motivational quotes throughout my whole house, my office. So one of the ones I bought recently, I love horses, grew up in a, in a town full of horses. I rode horses growing up and it says, I'm not the strongest, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the biggest, but I am consistent, persistent and resilient and I will never give up. So for me, I don't think it's about what's next step. I think it's a continuation that I just love people. I just, I, I love, I love the world. I love people. I am still very, very focused on making this world a better place. And I think Seton Hall gave me that opportunity and got me to where I am now. And I think my, my path continues. When I get confused, I, I, I pray and, and ask for the guidance to say what's next. What's next for me is to take on any challenge that's, that I'm faced with and do it to the best of my ability and really continue to strive for every person's life that I can make better. I, I pray and I hope that whoever's life I'm saving maybe is that person who could help us change the world. I know that sounds probably silly, but it's just, I truly, truly believe that. And I think that every person that I come in contact with, my goal is to try to make their life better. And then hopefully they do that and continue to pass it on. I love the way that you have really taken this childhood superhero and have transitioned it into a very real thing and part of your life. I love the way that you're living servant leadership, which is very much a part of the Seton Hall way of life and community and thread of our fabric. So thank you so much for all of the work that you're doing and all of the energy that you're you're putting in to bring good into the world. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thank you. Is there any way that people can find out more about New Jersey Sharing Network if they were interested in just really understanding the full scope of what this organization does? Overall, just to give you a little bit of info, there's nearly 115,000 people waiting for a life-saving transplant. And in New Jersey alone, we have 4,000. So really the call to action is you can help to save lives and you can get involved in New Jersey Sharing Network. You can be a volunteer. You can register to be an organ and tissue donor. Bring the conversation to your family and friends about, you know, what would you want for yourself if, you know, at the time of, of, you know, the unfortunate time of death. And you can go to our website at www.njsharingnetwork.org. That's a great resource. You can find a lot of information about how we support donor families. 
how we celebrate the life of recipients and we honor those that have passed away. August is National Minority Donor Awareness Month. And I think, you know, especially right now, we are very focused on the urgent need to raise awareness of organ and tissue donation for our diverse communities, especially in New Jersey. 66% of those that are waiting for a life-saving transplant in New Jersey are from multicultural communities. And in New Jersey, we don't, we don't just do, we don't do it small, we go big. So we changed it and did it that our kind of slogan is donation needs diversity. So the call to action is, you know, support donation, talk to your families, get involved to, through all of our right now, obviously with um, what's going on with the pandemic and really doing things virtually, but you can get involved. So check out our website, you know, sign up to be an organ donor. You can save a life by saying yes and talking with your family. Um, and it's a, it's an amazing, amazing thing to see someone um, live a second chance at life. And I think that that's the reality is people, it's very common to say, okay, it makes sense to save someone, but the, the amount of support and what this does to a family who made the decision to be a donor uh, for their loved one, or if the donor made the decision themselves, the, the amount of, of change and impact that this decision has on their family is, is just tremendous. And it's hard when families, you know, we all lose loved ones and we all have to deal with death as part of life. But when you can see light after death, it gives us hope. And, and I think that that's the piece that donation brings to the story. Death happens for all of us, and then it's the end of your story. Only a select few, which is less than 1% of the people that die, can actually be an organ donor. So it's a unique opportunity and a very rare gift that you can give. And if you are, you know, the chosen selected that can be an organ donor, saying yes does impact and change the world. So just visit the website get involved. I'm always available to, to talk. As I stated earlier, I love it. So uh, <laughs> anyone who ever was interested, I think the other things too, I didn't mention this to you, but we do come and speak to um, the nursing school at Seton Hall. We've been involved with that for many years. So we do presentations to the, to the school and uh, really help with the nursing program when they have questions and want to get more involved or they have someone that's interested. So uh, we're always open for that as well. Fantastic. Again, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us today. I really enjoyed, once again, just chatting with you and listening to your story. I appreciate it and feel honored that I was asked to, to be a part of it. So um, thank you for your work and, and really bringing this to the community and, and helping out in every way that you can. Carolyn is one of more than 100,000 alumni who exemplify what great minds can do with a Seton Hall education. If you know of a fellow pirate that we should have our eye on, don't hesitate to email us at alumni at shu.edu. Also, make sure you stay up to date with all of the virtual engagement opportunities being offered by the Alumni Engagement and Philanthropy Department. We're making sure that during this time of social distancing, alumni near and far still have ways to enhance their relationship with Seton Hall. Share the news of this podcast with your friends and follow at Seton Hall Alumni on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Hope you join us for the next episode of the Seton Hall Pirate's Eye podcast.